Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And it's the Luke and Pete Show. It's a Thursday. You might be listening on a Friday. You may even be a lady hearty um, Saturday consumer of the show. Uh, welcome to our organ. We are Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. How the devil are you? Luke Moore on a Thursday. All right. Yeah, not bad. I'm still reading yeah. from uh, Monday's trip down memory lane, but um, we'll try to keep, games, yeah. try and keep the nostalgia to a minimum on today's show. Um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. How are things with you? How's your week been? Not, uh, it's not been too bad. I'm a little bit. I'm starting to get a little bit worried about these monoliths. Um, I have oh to say, yeah, like, one of them a few days ago rocked up in uh, the Isle of Wight, I think it was, and um, it's the last thing they need. To be honest, they're yeah. they're, they're, they're mainly COVID free, and then we've got monoliths, uh, you know, slamming down in the Isle of Wight. They're going to think it's the magic of the Wookie Wookie Witch. Well, look, I think Pete, if any if any community on Earth are going to be confused by a monolith mysteriously appearing, it's going to be the people on the the good people of the Isle of Wight. We're always kicking the people of the Isle of Wight. It's I'm I'm mainly kicking the people of the Isle of Wight because I've seen a few Brexit pamphlets, uh, you know, in very prominent places uh, on roundabouts, and that's all it takes, guys. Yeah, I'm going to think your place is a bit of a shit pit if you. <laughs> if you if you're going to be like that and fly, you know, Union Jacks everywhere. Sorry, Union flags. <laughs> Think about the impression you're giving over to... Think wet, about to it, mate. Eight stone wet through disgusting pinkos <laughs> like Pete Donaldson. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a few of them been knocking about. Um, editor and producer Natalie uh, has, mm-hmm. has dropped a couple more in the running order dock as well. Um, they're, they're appearing everywhere. There's one at the top of a mountain in a place called Atasca, Atascadera, which I don't even know where that is. Um, okay, but yeah, so um, watch out. It's in California, apparently, um, which is which is confusing. Yeah, really. I guess the people who are doing this are delighted with the coverage it's getting. Mm. Uh, I mean, and, and in many ways, uh, like the monolith appearing at, at a time you, you least expect it. Um, Natalie's putting things into a running order. <laughs> yeah, the running right order that we set up. We set this running order up about two years ago. You've never once opened it. I've not looked at that for two years. What? I know. There's where, things in there. Where do you think I get all my all my, all my great stuff from? Unfucking believe. This is seismic. Right? Where is it? Pete, you How do I? This it, right? is this is ridiculous. On Monday, what would it be? Mate, on Monday I opened it up and she put a load of stuff in there about my childhood. And she she never <laughs> even met me then. It's crazy. <laughs> Pete, it's the chair dock. You insisted that we set it up, and I can see the I can see the uh, changes in the dock, and you've never once been in it. I don't know where it is. It's behind <laughs> I, about a million football ramble running orders. I'll show you it later. Um, All right. Thanks, I wanted mate. to uh, I wanted to bring to the table <laughs> um, a story which I at first I thought was fake, 
but I'm looking at mm. it now and I think it might actually be real. And I never knew anything about this, right? And I don't know if you know about this either, but this is fascinating stuff. So a fisherman in Thailand um, discovered a huge blob of whale vomit, right? Mm. And Ambergris. Oh, you know about Ambergris. I've never even heard of it before. Really? I'd, no. I'd admit, I've talked about it on this podcast, how much I am into finding a big lump of greasy ambergris so I can make a lot of cash. If I just know what you're make? talking about. Anyway, this guy <laughs> has found one, and he think it might be the biggest one ever, and it's worth 2.4 million quid. Oh, motherfucker, that's a lot of bile. 100 kgs, mate. Jesus Christ. That must have been one hell of a whale, then. Yeah, he said um, they tested it to make sure that it was um, what it was. It gave the musky smell mm. that they were looking for. Um, it's yeah. definitely ambergris. Um, 60-year-old fisherman. Uh, he's now got it under guard, I think, because it's potentially obviously very, very valuable. Anyway, it's very, very valuable. Mm. Uh, and for those who don't know, i.e. that was me, but listeners who are don't, don't listen as attentively as you, Pete, um, <laughs> it's apparently valuable because it's used to make luxury perfumes. Mm. It's got this kind of like wonderful greasy, horrible vomity smell, but it's but it but it's yeah used for um, premium uh, perfumes. When it dries, apparently it gets to a really mm. sweet smell, which can apparently can uh, make and it also it also um, enables perfume to um, smell good for longer, basically, which is kind of like the holy grail of, of perfume manufacturing. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's obviously there are there are synthetic versions, but I do find it fascinating that there's I, I don't think they farm it. I don't think they you know cut cut it open from from whales to to get it out, but maybe they do. Uh, no, I don't think they can. Can they? But I, I, I'm almost certain that they can't, and that's why um, just finding ambergris is like one of the last kind of like treasure halls you can kind of get in life. And 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 I am fascinated every time I'm on a beach. I'm going, what if? What if it's today? What if I trip over it and I don't, uh, I don't realize it's ambergris? What, yeah. What if? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I must have either completely forgotten about this, or. Um... Or, or just didn't – maybe you talked about it on the show that I wasn't on or whatever. But, yeah, so what is the reason? Because apparently it's only produced by sperm whales, right? And, mm. and then even then only by, like, 1% of sperm whales. And that's why it's yeah. so rare. So I guess – It's I so mean, rare. Because, you know, the the, um, the track record of people and whaling is fucking horrendous. But I suppose it's probably not even viable to, to go out hunting Farm. sperm whales for it because it's only produced by 1% of them anyway. And yeah, good point, uh, it, good point. it floats for years and years around without kind of – making landfall i guess so um yeah it's weird that's a really yeah, cool thing amazing. though oh it's amazing and sometimes i think they sometimes find like seal teeth or something <laughs> they find little 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 bits of animals inside the ambergris oh it's, it's just oh man good exciting exciting we should jack the whole thing in and become ambergris hunters i would what i would like to do is right i would like to because it's greasy and yellowy i think I would like to just like like keep on massaging it until my 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 warm hands kind of warm it up a bit and to make like a like to a nice and smooth egg, um, and then my hands would be coated. I have this very visceral reaction to the idea of finding ambergris. It's just kind of like it's rare that you still to make a smooth egg. It's rare. <laughs> it's rare after all these years that you can still disgust me. But <laughs> with that little monologue, imagine there, just giving a little have... bite. Imagine giving it a little nibble. 
Imagine having your mouth full of sperm whale bile. Do you know what um, I'd love, right? I'd love to get to imagine a few years' time where, I don't know, say in, like a five, in five years' time, we all go off and do our separate things and we, yeah, thanks very much for all the fish. See you later. And we're off. And um, I'd love the idea of being on holiday with my wife or whatever, lying on a beach with a cocktail out of a coconut. And I look in the distance and emerging from the sea is a hairy man with something weird looking under his arm. And it's Donaldson who's re- re-found himself as an ambergris hunter and he's just got his latest catch and he's staggering up the beach with it. All right, with this foul, stinky ambergris. And I reckon you probably wouldn't even sell it. You just keep it. I'd, put, I'd, I'd go straight to the hotel bar, smack it down <laughs> for a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, trade it in. We'll just pay off some of my debt. <laughs> Amazing stuff, oh, right? Lordy. One of the other big yeah, stories from the um, from the week um, has been from the running order. It seems yeah. from the document that yeah. I've never seen. That I only get the. Uh, that I only, I'm the only yeah. one who gets the access to, even though you told. The, the worst me to thing is, it, this doesn't. This won't surprise people. That's, no, of course it will. It, it will be <laughs> really, Pete. You're usually so well put together and yeah. and thoughtful about the things you bring to the table. Well, listen to this. Um, there's a someone on Twitter posted that um, their sister moved into a new house uh, last week, and when they were moving things into the basement, they found um, a baby doll's head embedded into the wall. Yes, please. And the photo yes, of it please. is horrendous. And like, loads of people have said, <laughs> "Oh, you know, um, you know, move out immediately. This is a, this is a place is haunted." Kill it fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a really weird. Um, Image, really weird. Did you see it? No, I didn't see. So the face <laughs> is kind of recessed into the basement wall, and right. it's just sat there like randomly for no reason. Like you'd have to properly bury it into the brick, like for absolutely no reason. And to me, that is, it's just so, it's just so is the rest of the is is the rest of, is it not just like they cut it and glued it to the wall, or have they embedded the entire doll's head into the? Into I haven't the, investigated or, or it further. There, I haven't right. investigated further, um, but is it know. emitting any kind of heat or light, <laughs> warmth? Or no, I don't, think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but I, th- I think in the list of things, so when apparently when you when you're trying to sell a house, the um, the, the the tips that, that these like psychological experts and stuff will talk about are things like mm. make sure you've got fresh flowers. I think generally like some kind of gentle classical music. You want mm. the place to smell of like what is it like sandalwood or something like that? Is coffee? The one that do they, do they put put boiler put a pot of coffee on? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and also apparently yellow is the most um, salesy color. Apparently, right? That's good because oh. yeah, I got hepatitis, so it's fine. The <laughs> yellow pallor. Yeah, um, here's my friend Pete. He's come to see you today. He's got jaundice, <laughs> um, but I don't think um, a. Um, embossed baby doll's head stuck into the wall is going to give people a nice vibe. So it's no wonder it's in the fucking basement, I'm telling you. No. It's a bit like snobs in Birmingham, the uh, the, the, the nightclub. They've just got faces in the wall. It's like, why have we done this? Yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I'm obsessed with like... Because uh, I was thinking if it was emitting some kind of heat or light or electricity, that would be incredibly exciting. Because they've, they've figured out... Um, Remember the Cuban embassy, the Cuban embassies or the embassies, the overseas territories in Cuba. Um, a lot of the American, I think maybe the French um, people who work in those embassies in, in Cuba and also in uh, China uh, have been experiencing like, these kind of loud popping sounds. And yeah, I heard it's about been this. going on for like the last couple of years and stuff. Yeah. And 
what I like about modern science is that they're usually right on the first go because they instantly went, it's probably some kind of microwave weapon. And it's taken like two years and countless kind of like uh, countless testimonials from the staff who work there complaining about these popping noises and the sounds and the, and the headaches and stuff and the illnesses um, couldn't be put down to like a virus or anything, uh, anything in the water or the food or anything. Um, and uh, yeah, they sort of went, it's got to be microwaves. And then two years down the line, they went, yeah, it's micro. It's it has to be micro. It can't be. It was like when with COVID, they said it's probably a good idea if we wear masks. And then there was a lot of like, what about ism? Kind of like, oh, what about mm. this? Well, that's not going to work with this. That's going to help with this. And then about six months later, everyone sort of went, yeah, masks are probably good, aren't they? Like they could have saved like thousands and millions of people. Yeah, uh, thousands of millions. Um, thousands of millions. <laughs> thousands of millions. Like thousands or million of people uh, across the globe. Um, if we just started doing, we just started using uh, masks a little bit earlier. So what I'm saying is, just get a scientist, get his hunch. Let's have that. Let's go with that. It's fine. Yeah, I also I'm also less likely to take some kind of serious in quotes advice from um, the type of people who are my age of a certain, usually of a certain political persuasion, who are telling me to use my own mind and think for myself when it comes to a vaccine, particularly when the last time I saw them, they were literally trying to make up, cook up their own ketamine on a stove at a house party. Um, <laughs> I'll take it with a pinch of salt, if you like, not the ketamine. I don't know if that has to be seasoned, but think about what you're doing. Presumably. Think about what you're doing. The last time I saw you, you were propped at the end of the bar this is a different person now. You're also on the anti-vaccine kind of bandwagon. <laughs> Last time I saw yeah. you, you were propped up at the end of the bar with your own dad, about eight pints deep, 1 p.m. Mm. on a Tuesday, um, and mm. outside every five minutes smoke a cigarette. If you're worried about your health, mate, keep it consistent. That's all I'm saying. I've, I've, I've given it up, mate. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I think... I think- I think with the uh, I think with the the, the va- <laughs> with the vaccine, obviously, um, people you know I think thalidomide was was trending uh, when when England had signed that uh, agreement with uh, with Pfizer and, and the other companies to supply the vaccine. Um, and obviously, you know, people are talking about that, and 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 everyone else is sort of going, "Don't be ridiculous! That wasn't a vaccine." And also, it was in fact, wasn't the sixties or seventies. Um, anyway, uh, the, the the more kind of um, the, the the better um, the better uh, what do you call it <laughs> the simile the better the better uh, example is that one that was I think swine flu that a lot of um, Swedish people took and uh, and it gave a, a, a statistical proportion uh, not a huge proportion but a statistical um, uh, statistically important amount of people um, narcolepsy. And yeah. so they're talking about that. And then, and I was going, oh, yeah, that, that, that doesn't sound good. And then I'm kind of forgetting about like the whole COVID giving me a debilitating lung problem and dying. Like I'm yeah. going, I'm going to fucking roll that dice. You know, a lot of the people, a lot of the nurses who have been interviewed um, about the, uh, as here to um, probably uh, globally untested um, uh, Sputnik V vaccine in, in, uh, in Russia, that's obviously been put together in, in, in India. Um, yeah, like a lot of the nurses are going, look, I've been on a fucking COVID ward. I'll take, I will roll that fucking dice as far as you want to go because it's fucking rank and it kills people. So I'm like going, yeah, I forgot about the actual, when you when you talk about like anti-vaxxers, like they, they also forget that you could actually just flat out die from the thing that you get the vaccine from. They forget, but they think it's just like a like a, a first world kind of like nice thing to have. Oh, yeah, I'm, go- yeah, I'm probably not going to drive that Prius. I'll probably just stick with me old car. It's like, no, you will die. You will not have the option to do any of these things. <laughs> the other thing, there's, a, there's loads of stuff to like unpack there. And, and I think, like, 
there's there's like one part of it which I find absolutely baffling and actually quite frightening is there's been like verified um, reports from um, doctors and, and nurses, uh, I think particularly in the US, saying that like there are people who are denying, like virulently denying the existence of COVID while they're quite Ironic. literally Fair about really. to have me having a ventilator shoved down their throat. Like, why are you doing this oh, to right. me? What is this? You know, it's, it's, it's the, the cognitive dissonance is absolutely incredible uh, and, yeah. and actually frightening and something that needs to be addressed, particularly as it relates to how people are consuming information and then the veracity of that information. And, and, and secondly, obviously we're not medical professionals, you or I, um, but you know, yeah. it, it has to, <laughs> well, mind you, anyone is these days, but no, we're not, but it has to be said, it has to be said that unequivocally that generally speaking, vaccines work, they fucking work. Right. And, and we have to remember to not lose sight of that. And, and the final thing I would add is, as far as I understand it, because I did read a bit about this uh, the week before last, is that the, 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 the confusion and the reticence around this particular vaccine, uh, about how quickly it's been turned around, completely misses the point of what the usual process is for developing a vaccine. And, and the two main keys, as far as I understand it, is that one is that there are so many more people and so much more resource being donated, mm. dedicated to this, and it's a completely, yeah. almost completely unique in how much of a worldwide effort it's been. And the second thing is, a large part of, say, it takes eight to ten years for a vaccine to be developed. The large part of that is approval for funding, uh, reports mm. back, uh, needing yeah. extra money, um, all this other stuff. None of which has necessarily been needed because the admin and the bureaucracy has essentially been taken away because everyone's been dedicated towards doing it. So, look, if it's mm. been if it's been approved and regulated by a completely independent body, then you you have to understand and accept that, right? And and so for me, it feels worrying because you see things like little pockets of anti-vaxxer people who don't know what they're fucking talking about, none of whom have got any kind of medical degree, all of it of which is based on some now widely discredited doctor who's been struck off for linking um, vaccines initially to autism in a, in a link that was proven to be completely false and incorrect. And mm. they're getting their information off fucking shared Facebook posts. So essentially, choose your fucking fighter. Choose your fighter here, right? <laughs> That's what you've got to do. Is is the JPEG comp- in this piece of data you are quoting? What's the JPEG, is the JPEG compression? compression? Exactly. Is it, it are the blacks washed out? Uh, is there like kind of blocky artifacts all over the picture? Then you are being sold a kipper, my friend. Does it have in the text a, 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 a incorrect use of an a apostrophe? Minion. <laughs> a little minion. It's all. Yeah. Has it got a minion as a JPEG? Has it got an incorrect use of an apostrophe? Does it misspell yeah. there, there, and there? If so, <laughs> it's probably going to be false and not been done by a professional. Bear that in mind. <laughs> Although, having said that, um, I, I would like to add as an addendum to something we said a number of months, maybe a number of months ago now, re Facebook. Um, and I'm not about to credit them with anything because I don't, they don't deserve any credit. But I did read uh, just late last week that they're now looking to completely eradicate and ban any kind of anti-vax misinformation. About fucking time is what I would say. But that is going to be key as well because one of the major problems with the situations we're in, not just with vaccines, but politics and polarization and, and extremism, uh, is to do with um, most people of a certain age getting their news, in quotes, from fucking Facebook. 
It's ridiculous. Mm. It should never and, have happened. And also, those, and also these media companies that are media companies pretending they're not media companies mm-hmm. and they're just like a notice board. What's a notice board? Well, the notice no, board not. doesn't push certain algorithmically, yeah. you know, the algorithmically push certain adverts for someone selling a bike on a town hall uh, notice board up and, and push certain things down. So you're not, a, you're not a notice board. You do have an agenda, uh, be it so-called algorithmically or just your own fucking personal taste. It, it is, you are a media company, so you should be, uh, you, you should be um, governed by the same bodies that, uh, that, that govern everyone else. Absolutely. The, it, moment it should... you, the moment you develop any kind of algorithm or impart any type of um, personal um, decision-making process into mm. that type of stuff is the moment you've got to be regulated. It's as simple as that. And it's not even that. And that's before you even get into some of the activities that are happening in poorer countries and third world countries where Facebook are in the vanguard of some, you know, some appalling behavior. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's got to be fucking sorted out. It's, it's, it's already um, gone way, way too far. And I'm not just talking about like anti-vax stuff. I'm talking about all kinds of political misinformation that is, that is, regularly um shown as a funnel to just be to, to be um essentially radicalizing people who are prone to radicalization like whether they're extreme right wing or um whether they are um you know certain things of islamic terrorism whatever it may be that it seems to be that their algorithms are capable of funneling people who are prone to certain extremist viewpoints into a place where they're going to be welcomed encouraged embraced accepted and stimulated to commit horrendous acts and it's fucking it's a it's it's worrying it's it's fucking frightening and i would also say on the back of that if you uh, Pete, i know you, i think i think you might have um, got involved in the past with uh, adam curtis's work but if you watch adam curtis's documentary hypernormalization available now for free on the bbc iplayer uh, it's well worth uh, a turn of the head because it covers kind of some of that stuff obviously it's a few years old now doesn't quite get into the depth or detail of that but i would recommend that as a view and i would also recommend um, ben rose's work on crooked media he does a load of great stuff with pod save the world and others about the um the influence that these types of companies are having on political discourse fascinating stuff in my opinion i like it when he gets angry on pod save the world he's always quite he's good he does a swear word he does i love it when he does a swear he does a little swear he occasionally does a little swear doesn't he and you can tell he feels bad about it because he's a professional (laughs) and what happens is it's quite, quite funny because what happens is he occasionally pops up on like cnn or whatever it may be but i can tell that um because uh, I try and take in as many different points as possible, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll check out what's happening on like Fox News on Twitter and stuff, and uh, just to see what's going on. And it's funny because they've obviously got someone there. They obviously see uh, Ben Rhodes as a bit of a um, a bit of a kind of uh, end of level boss of the left kind of thing, and so they've obviously got some kind of poor assistant producer listening through to all this stuff. And every time he swears or something, they they go, they go like foul mouth tirade from ex Obama <laughs> staff at Ben Rose. Like, what are you trying to say? Like a couple of swear words is like equivalent to what you guys are fucking doing. The Absolute thing, the hack. Thing, <laughs> the thing, well, the thing about the people who work at Fox News and 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 I go for the people who do the news and also do the the editorial shite, like. None of them believe that they're, 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 they're shit. They're all liberals. <laughs> they're all fucking well off, but they're all That's mainly right. liberals. And and they're just they're just it's just fucking theatre for them. It's kabuki. Well, it's the, when I first, I, I, so I don't know about that specifically with Fox, but I, I remember when I first realised after moving to London and a bit of work in the media that um, really all the people who worked at the Daily Mail are basically just mm. like me, i.e., not yeah. not hateful, not right wing, 
not uh, mm. not right wing, but not necessarily anything wrong with right wing per se. But not not kind of um, you know what I mean. Not that type of person who kind of spouts mm. bile everywhere. I realise that that's it's just a game, right? And the reason yeah. the problem is the people who who read things like that or consume that type of media don't realise it's just a game. That's the point. Mm. They don't. They're, they're yeah. being played in a game. They don't realise they're even playing. That's why it's so sad. It that's it why it's so inexcusable. It makes it worse. It really does. Um, right, we're going to take a short break. And oh, shit, we'll I forgot we had to do a break. Some of your emails. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Join us for a very Clash of the Titles Christmas because we're doing what every family does at this time of year. Arguing about which film is better. We've proof this pod is good for your elf as Elf takes on Santa Claus the movie. With Santa Claus the movie, for years, I couldn't walk past a slice of ham. (laughs) 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 Reaching for it like a grubby... Street uh, urchin. We're doing that festive thing of overindulging in sweet stuff. It's the holiday versus love, actually. I've never seen women apologise so much for being women as in the holiday. And yes, they are Christmas movies. We've got Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. I'm so bored of that question, so let's flip it. Is Christmas a Die Hard movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's Clash of the Titles this December. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a Stakhanov production. Merry Christmas. 
And we're back for the Luke and Pete show. We're going to keep this brief because we have got some emails to get through. Lukey Moa, do you want to kick us off or shall I start with one? Did we talk about the Pied Piper of Saipan? I can't bloody remember. We did, yeah, we did. It it was my favourite email from last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we get to the email, I just want to say sorry to everyone before the break for uh, ranting too much. It's all right. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. The difference between uh, my rants and your rants is that mine... Do not go anywhere. They are angry and passionate, but they've, there's very little to them. Um, mine's like when you add too much chili powder to a curry and you can only eat 5% of it because it's like, this is just too much. Too yeah. much. I'm not listening to it. I know what you mean. <laughs> Um, um, right, I want to say hello to Andy Bailey. Hello, Andy in Blackpool. Um, hello, Luke and Pete. My email is on the topic of bad teachers and students from a few months back. In my high school design technology class, one of my female classmates pushed the teacher to the brink with general misbehaving, talking all the time and being suggestive to the teacher. Oh, hello. Um, this caused the teacher to yell, get out of my class, you slut! The class first went silent with a shock and erupted in <laughs> laughter afterwards. Um, the teacher, after removing the student, started to backpedal on his remarks. He began to read as the dictionary definition of a slut, a slovenly woman, a woman who is usually lazy and untidy. And this became something my friend and I would quote on a daily basis. Oh and still mentioned to this day, almost 20 years on. Um, also to the uh, also on the subject of my school reports, my art teacher told me my wife was sloppy, but it's constantly sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's constant. <laughs> that's not that's not you know it's not me really about yeah i think um i uh, i remember my mam uh keris matthews was on the telly in the 90s because it was the 90s and it was keris matthews um and she was sort of dressed in like like a hoodie and she's dressed a bit rocky and stuff and my mam went oh she doesn't she look like a slut <laughs> i was like really? what i was like that's a bit strong and confusing but she meant like she looked a bit kind of unkempt and a bit lazy a bit like you know not caring about her opinions which is obviously not great women <laughs> judging and wearing about how they look but it, her uh, there, a certain generation uh do actually or did use that word as uh kind of like a lazy woman it, it, like the idea that women always have to be fucking working always have to be doing the housework etc et a very outdated idea obviously but yeah that's that's but where the geezer from you could get in trouble for that as well like what he, as in he, there was a guy i think it might have been there was an absolutely risible ukip i mean even more risible than general uh mm. ukip guy i think it might have been godfrey bloom um those who aren't um, aware of him might have to kind of look him up. He's quite a comedy character in a kind of risible, in a risible way. Mm. And didn't he go into a press conference around? I think it might have been around the the ref, EU referendum campaign, and mm. he, he literally walked into a press conference and went, "This room's full of sluts." <laughs> wow, wowzers! And then everyone was like, "Yeah, I don't think you can really say that." And he was like, "No, no. What it meant was it means that you know, uh, so you know." It means that you know people who who live in houses and they're not very clean. And I, I was like, okay, mate, you, you dropped a bollock there. He, he was he was like a completely like risible comedy character. So I think it has got it has got pre- it has obviously got precedent as being used in that way. But I think you know we all have to understand the world might have moved on a bit by by now, and also it, that it, it means it- something completely different. Is it is it fair to would it be fair to sort of say that um I mean people who were over um like fifty I'm 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 forty next year and um uh, still hanging in there thirties um and I um I, and at this point I'm sort of looking at UKIP councillors and stuff and 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 people who are in have small you know positions of power and I I used to look at politicians and sort of go I wouldn't even know where to start to get into that kind of caper yeah. And then I see local um, UKIP representatives in Hartlepool and, you know, 
he used to work in fucking Asda. He used to work on the tills, and he was thick as pig shit. Then he was he was a wrestler for a bit. Like all that stuff, you sort of go, you sort of go, oh god, there is quite a low bar for shitty parties, shitty one. Um, uh, I think one, there's a low bar for every every parties. political party. I, I think I think you yeah. Have to... Oh yeah, there is now. There is now. Yeah. You just have to be a fucking look at look at fucking uh, every front bencher for the Tories. They they're just all trolls. All of them trolls, just owning the libs. That's all they've got. They don't stand for anything. So so you do sort of go. The, the bar is so low <laughs> uh, to improve the nation. It is so low. You don't have to be that good, and that's sad. That's someone really made someone sad. made a point. Um, someone made a point um, on Twitter. Might have been the weekend just gone, where um, he. I think he came. The guy who was tweeting came from the point of view. I think he might have worked for NASA in the nineties, right? And he said that. Um, in the 90s, I think he was maybe even literally talking about the year 1990. And he said, in the in 1990, um, I was part of a team or my husband or my wife was part of a team, whatever, um, who were literally trying to work out um, how we could slingshot a spacecraft around all the different planets in the solar system to get it mm. to travel as far as possible. And I think it was the Voyager spacecraft. Uh, to travel as far as possible to kind of see how far we could send a satellite and or or, or, or an object into space, blah blah. And yeah. and the point he was making, and then and he and he had linked into a tweet by a absolute hack in American politics called Jim Jordan, who even as we sit here today, refuses to acknowledge the uh, result of the election because essentially he just he wants to suck Donald Trump's cock, right? And that's all he wants to do, and that's like his mo, that's like his mo. Um, He's, as they say over in the US, he's performing to an audience of one, even though Donald Trump isn't mm. even um, anything more than the lame duck president now. The point he was making was that the disconnect between the ability and talent and, and achievements of so many sections of our society, particularly when it comes to science and technology, and then the representatives that we as a, as a nation or a country or a world elect is so far apart that it almost beggars belief. You've got people who can't even... Um, carry themselves with any kind of basic dignity or politeness, get them represent whole swathes of people's of, of populations. It's it's staggering. It's absolutely staggering. And you're absolutely right, by the way. Like particularly over in the US, a lot of a lot of politicians in the US they don't they don't they don't even have any political positions. They don't have anything that they actually believe in or anything they stand for. And it's frightening, man. It's absolutely frightening. Anyway, I don't want to get into politics again because we did a bit of that before the break. Um Peter uh, it's an anonymous emailer here. I guess I can provide the details to you off air because he's offering mm-hmm. a broadband solution. Oh, I he see. He says, hi, guys, please keep me anonymous. I started listening to you a little over a year ago while I was bedridden in the hospital for seven nights after snapping my angle, uh, angle? Snapping my ankle horrifically, uh, which I think Pete would love to hear about. Um, I found the pod and listened to it literally 18 hours a day. I've actually worked for Virgin Media for a number of years, and I remember being astonished at the amount Ooh. Pete used to pay for his broadband. Can I help in any way? Virgin do quite good speeds and might be a good option. Let me know. Happy to help. Also happy to forward pictures of my broken ankle if needs be. Cheers. What do you think about that, Peter? Not the broken ankle. I think we all know what you think about that. <laughs> uh, well, I think um, the, the reason why I was paying someone so much money for my broadband was that there were no um, fast broadband solutions in any um, flavor uh, in the Soho area. Um, now I'm not there anymore. I'm in a place where it's also quite badly um, kind of networked as well, quite far away from the substation or whatever the hell you call it. So 
I have had a look, to be honest, mate. I, I, and thank you so much for getting in touch. What I like about this is people probably think that we get emails like this all the time. We never do. And it's so lovely uh, that, you know, having a position of some notoriety allows uh, people who who can help out uh, to get in touch. Um, so thank you for that. But I, I, I'm almost certain that uh, my postcode would preclude me from from getting what I like about involved it, Pete, in Virgin that- Media. At no point is he offering you some kind of better deal. He's just saying, look, I'll have a look into it if you want. I mean, I could have a look version, but do some more right deals. I mean, it's not jobs for the boys. He's just saying, look, have a look. See what you think. Have a look. Have a Go look on the website. website. I do. So I have, I have a talk outline, but then I've, um, I've, I've got a, a BT business line uh, coming in the, in, in the distant future. Um, I would like to say also that people, it is worth remembering to everyone listening that there is no amount of broadband in the world that exists that will cover what Pete wants it for. You just you're just a pervert for it. You just want to you just want to sit in your house knowing you've got the best available. That's all it's that's all yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I want yeah, I yeah, I, I am a capacity monster. I just want to know that capacity if I queen. needed to You're a size to queen on broadband, right? Download I'm a size queen. <laughs> if I needed to download a Call of Duty uh, World of War uh, update in 5 minutes, I could do. That's all. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want to know I could do that. Yeah, it's available to me if I have. The, you've got the option. Look, I want to finish off with this yeah. email from Roger, who's been very patient. His email's been in my, in my running order for a long time, and I've never got around to reading it, so I'm going to read it now. Roger says, hi, guys. Uh, long time listener here. I'd like mm-hmm. to tell you of a tale that relates to a teacher who took us for a games lesson where we had a casual game of rugby. We divided into two sides and started to play. And our games master, who was also in rugby boots and kit, joined in catching the occasional ball and passing it on. At some time into the game, I received a pass, tucked under my left arm and ran for the line. At this point, Mr. Jones, who was coaching and not on one team or the other, decided to body slam into me well above waist height, bringing me down onto my left shoulder with his full 16 stone bulk. Mr. Jones was an ex-club player in South Wales, Neath, I think, and also trialled for Wales. As a scrawny 12-year-old, 12, my body could not take the weight and my collarbone broke, resulting in a trip to hospital, time off school, (laughs) and a very, very apologetic uh, teacher. This was in 1969, and it had been more recent. Had it been more recent, he would have suffered severe consequences and the school probably would have been sued. As it was, he got away with giving me a pat on the back and praising me for my brave run for the line. (laughs) (laughs) Years later, later, I was on a skiing holiday and had a very innocuous tumble and the same collarbone snapped through, obviously weakened, causing me to sit out the remaining six days skiing uh this accident aside uh teachers and he uses quote quotes for accident obviously teachers in the 60s 70s were sometimes extremely violent in the punishment meted out while they still could and i thought it might be interesting to hear of other experiences uh from the hands of demon headmaster and other such teachers i knew some wonderful teachers but it's also the bad ones it seems to be the bad ones that stick in the memory keep up the good work roger um <laughs> I, I kind of i remember one of my when i was in year seven so the very um first year of senior school i remember the the one of the pe teachers this guy called mr bradshaw and he was a bit of a dude to be fair mm. he used to hold a rugby ball under his arm and he used to say to like 10 of us and i guess we'd only been like 11 years old but he said like a t- he'd say to like 10 of us tackle me boys and like you try <laughs> and get the ball off him it'd be impossible he'd just be throwing you on the floor and stuff it's great fun <laughs> at the time i don't remember anyone getting injured but like, it's pretty full-on i guess you would better get away with that now the um, what I liked about the email is like the the apologies of the teacher followed by uh, the, uh, the 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 props 
uh, pun intended, uh, of sort of saying, well done for the for, for the brave run to the line. Absolutely smacks of a teacher bricking it. Like, oh, well done, mate. Oh, yeah, trying to you get did very well. Yeah. Don't yeah, tell, it's, like, don't, it's like saying don't tell mum to your sister or brother or something. I remember C- C- uh, CDT, uh, Wood, Wood, Wood Technology, um, put my hand in the belts and uh, uh, blood this, everywhere. Yeah. I remember I remember the, t- I remember the uh, teacher um, giving me uh, giving me massive love for how good I am at CDTD. CDT, uh, even though I was absolutely terrible and I'd just mangled my finger in this thing. But he was just clearly worried about... Uh, I knew it at the time. He was worried about what the, what the consequences were going to be uh, for me um, un, un, unsupervised messing my finger up in a, in, in a circular I don't know what it is about. If I were a teacher and I saw a 12-year-old you, at no point would the word unsupervised be entering my mind. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. He's made another sword. <laughs> oh, lordy. All right, now let's get back out of here. This is the end of the Luton Peach Show Thursday edition. We'll be back on Monday for more of this jazz, this Honda jazz. Yeah. You got anything to say to, to clear up this dirty mess, Luke? Yeah, I just wanted to say that um, it might even be a revolutionary moment on Monday, show because Pete might have actually discovered the running order and you never know what you're going to get. Uh, so I, I had no idea. This, this is only going to make the show easier. It's going to make me lazier. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like the uh, like, uh, seminal... Um, Welsh indie band McCluskey once said in their song titles, she will only bring you happiness. <laughs> See you later. See you later. Ta-ta. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creator Network. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>